Hi, I'm Carlyn Holbrook. I'm a John Maxwell team certified coach, teacher, trainer, speaker, published author, and influencer with more than 25 years of global leadership experience. If there's one thing I've seen firsthand time and time again, it's that the best leaders inspire others to follow their purpose and their passions, while the influence of a bad leader can literally tear down people's potential. Join me for a few sips of leadership tips that will help you become a better leader by first conquering the hardest person to lead, you. Mm. A friend of mine got me one of those box signs that says, a day without coffee is like, just kidding, I have no idea. So how, how well does she know me? It sits by my coffee maker. I absolutely love it. Um, but, you know, it really does get you kind of thinking, too, about how blessed I am. Like, oh, I can have a cup of coffee every day. I do. Most days. If I get sick or I'm not feeling so well, which obviously, knock on wood, hasn't happened in a while. Somehow I've eluded the COVID. Um, but, and, and, you know, I'll switch to tea here and there, too, but. I can order K-Cups on Amazon, have them delivered to my door same day. Um, I can go to a store and purchase coffee. I, I, I have a grinder. I have an espresso machine. I have all these things. I'm like, wow, am I so blessed, so grateful that I even have access to that. Or I could just go down the street to Starbucks or there's a Dunkin' there and, and Foxtail Coffee, a local thing um, chain here in Orlando, which I love. I can do all of this because I'm very grateful and blessed to live in a place that has things very accessible to me. And the reason I'm talking about this today is because I've met a couple of people recently that just really got me thinking deeply about how ungrateful we tend to be as Americans in this country and how petty we tend to be and how I cannot believe we get hung up on the most ridiculous things when there's so much pain and and, and suffering in the rest of the world and actually here too. All right, so I went to a John Maxwell live to lead watch party, if you will, about a few weeks ago and it was awesome. I, I loved it. I mean, you all know, obviously, I'm a John Maxwell certified coach, so I drink his Kool Aid and But what I do love about him, and I don't ever drink anyone's Kool-Aid blindly, don't get me wrong, but what I do love about him is that his teachings are so impactful and they're so simple, yet simple and effective. Anyway, well, we were at tables in this room. I was here in Lake Nona and um, met this, I want to say kid because he's about 20 years my junior, uh, from Morocco, and he's only been in our country for about six years. Nicest guy. He's a student at UCF and a YouTuber. And I asked him, I said, so what do you YouTube about? And, and he's like, I YouTube about what a wonderful country this is. And that I wish people my age would realize who have been born and raised here and brought up here how good they have it. And I was like, well, you go, Gen Zer. I am all in on that, on that conversation. And so anyway, we went on and on to talk during each of the breaks about just how I mean, and of course, he loves his family, he still has family and everything in Morocco, but just how limited the freedoms are there and um, the opportunity to be here and say whatever we want and do whatever we want, be whatever you want. And you can, you know, it truly is like in his mind, he's like, there is an American dream, but Americans are the ones that don't seem to get it anymore, don't see it anymore and think it's so bad here. He's like, you don't know how bad it is here or how bad it is other places. 
and it's just I mean so I keep replaying that converse those conversations over and over in my head and he's so right the things we get hung up on as Americans are so petty compared to what other countries are going through I mean just even not too long ago and I might butcher her name I hope I don't but the the 22 year old um, in Iran who is beaten into a coma for not wearing a proper head covering Masa Amini I think is how you say her name and I just I couldn't even fathom could you even fathom that happening here in our country here in America I mean if you live in Iran and Afghanistan and as a female if you don't wear a proper head covering you can receive two months in prison or be flogged 74 times and Again, just and and again, this is not a dig at anyone's beliefs or religions or anything like that. What this is is trying. I'm trying to put in perspective that you know some of the problems that we have in this country and some of the things that we think we don't have freedoms about. We are a pretty darn free country in order to say what we want, do what we want, have a parade about anything we want, um, go on social media and, and you know rant and rave at everything we want. So. Anyway, just a lot of his conversation. And then what's interesting is just just yesterday I met um, somebody who was working at an event that I was working at who is from Bangladesh. And, again, another young person. I think he said he was 24, 23, 24. Um, such a wonderful guy. Uh, oh, and both in, in this, and he's Muslim, and he's, you know, from the, uh, he's been in the States, he said, I think 12 years, came here with his parents. For the same reason, the American dream, right? To come to a land of opportunity, freedom, where he could go to school, where he could be whatever he wants to be, where, you know, his parents could own a restaurant and build from the ground up and and have a small business. I mean, it was just wonderful, like these immigrant stories, right? These are the same stories of my great-grandparents, too, and um, similar, obviously, um, you know. But, um, but he was saying the same thing this other kid said to me. And it was just like, yeah, what is wrong with my generation of age in this country? They're, they're not resilient, not mentally, you know, um, like the health of mental health is definitely suffered. Like, and I'm not making light of that. People go through real stuff. Like, I get it. But when you hear these perspectives of people who come from countries with such limited freedoms and I mean, one thing he said to me yesterday, and I don't even know how we got on this topic, but we were just talking about like the differences between our cultures and countries and religions and stuff. It was fascinating because we had like an hour that we were just chatting by ourselves in a room. And he said, you know, women in this country, I think if they understood the, the, the amount of rights or lack of rights of women in other countries, feminism would take a whole different definition on and I thought about that, and I thought about, you know, Masa Amini, that girl. And, you know, I decided to look up some different stats myself, you know, just gender inequality index for 2022. Surprisingly, you know, in inequality issues in gender are more common in Latin America and the Caribbean. You know, sometimes I think we think it's always just the Middle East or it's always these certain countries. And don't get me wrong. I mean, there are countries. I also looked up other statistics of lack of freedoms and such. There are 69 countries in the world where homosexuality is outlawed. More than half of those are in the continent of Africa. Human trafficking all over the place, and not just for sex. Like, this is truly, like, modern-time slavery is happening under our noses. 25 million people a year. Some of the biggest cities for trafficking is 
my hometown, San Diego, California. And of course, a lot of border towns and then Orlando of all places where I live now. So I was just looking all these things up and just and then I mean, I think we all know there's no freedom of speech in China. There's no freedom of speech in North Korea. It's so bad there that and I was looking this up too about um, from the Committee to Protect Journalists, uh, the Kim Jong on how censorship works in North Korea. They essentially, what they take is all domestic radio, television, newspapers are all controlled by the government. Radio and TV receivers are locked to government-specified frequencies. The content is supplied entirely by the Korean Central News Agency. And it basically, talk about the ease of brainwashing. And we know that mainland China doesn't allow Facebook and a lot of social media apps. They have their own social media that's monitored by the government. And and like people are listening into you constantly. So there, if there's any dissidence or anything, it's not tolerated. You can't speak out against your own government in these countries. Um, in Libya, the news doesn't allow reporting and criticism of the government. It's a crime if you criticize the government. Can you imagine here in this country if people didn't, if people couldn't speak out against Biden or Trump? Holy crap, right? Like we don't understand all of that. Cuba, not far from where I live here in Florida, they do not recognize, well, they recognize freedom of speech in concordance with the goals of the so- socialist society, which essentially means their government owns and controls all their media outlets and restricts internet access. And news has four channels, two agencies, and it's all representing the views of their Communist Party and other mass organizations only controlled by the government. So, I just, anyway, these conversations with people who from other countries have come here just made me really just think deeply about what is wrong with us in this country. Cancel culture is a thing. Censorship is like becoming more and more. It's just crazy. And then, you know, we I don't want to even get into the whole like, you know, Elon Musk buying Twitter and Mark Zuckerberg and his fact checkers and all that kind of stuff. And people are so concerned with misinformation that they want to cancel what's out there because they think it's misinformation as opposed to allowing a free society, allowing people the freedom to say what they want, even if you don't like it. And Lord knows I don't like half the shit that's on social media and half the crap people say. And yeah, people can be wrong and ridiculous. But I also believe that I'm accountable for what I think and I'm accountable for my brain and what I put in my brain. If I don't like what people say on Twitter, don't go on Twitter. If I don't like what people say on Facebook, block them, unfollow, whatever, unfriend. Like we want, I don't understand this mentality of wanting to cancel what other people are putting out there in the world because people don't see the danger in this of becoming countries like these countries where it's a slippery slope where people you start with well but that's very hateful so we don't want that take that down but then who's defining what's hateful people have very loose terms of what's hateful people have a lot of disagreement of what's hateful it's it's just anyway it's a very scary scary thing and i think social media has totally blown the world and all its opinions wide open 
I, I, you know, I think I've shared this before in my podcast, but I have this conversation often with my mother-in-law that she thinks the world has gotten worse. And I actually, I don't believe that. I think the world in so many ways has gotten so much better. But now that we have something like the internet and social media, we just see all the bad stuff we didn't before. And people's opinions are now blasted out there because in person, it's a little harder, right, to have those kinds of negative thoughts. It's easy to do it from a keyboard. Anybody can be a keyboard warrior, right? But I feel like we're taking it the wrong way. Instead of going, rolling our eyes a bit, we're letting it exhaust us. We're letting it mentally bother us. We're allowing people to bully us. We're saying, well, no, cancel this and censor that and don't allow this and don't allow that. It's like, that's not the answer. You need to have resilience. You need to mentally recognize when I'm going to let garbage in, garbage out. So I'm not going to let some garbage in if it's bothering me. And then what you put out there in the world, that's on you. Don't you want to be a positive voice for good, especially if you're calling yourself a leader who is who I'm hoping is listening to these podcasts are people who want to grow as leaders and learn and continue on that journey every day. I mean, anything could be used for bad or good, right? Anything in the world. And social media is no exception to that. But again, the problem is if you censor things that you think are bad, those aren't bad to somewhere else. Where does it end? You know, I'll tell you where it ends. It ends with morality people police going and beating somebody over the head because they don't agree with what they said. It ends with government control of media. We don't want that. Why would we anybody want that? All right, I'm probably making your head completely hurt more because it's like, okay, Carlin, I listen to this podcast to be uplifted and learn about leadership. Well, I feel like I, I was just prompted by two very deep and wonderful conversations with people who have not been in our country long that just really, really, really reminded me of what is awesome about our country. And I feel like we've lost our way in so many ways, that freedom of expression. And to ditch the stupid pettiness. I mean, we got more media coverage on Will Smith slapping Chris Rock, you know, than, than human trafficking and things that are actual real problems out there in the world. I mean, there's a reason I think Oprah went and built a school in Africa and didn't do it here. People overseas tend, they're craving for basic fundamental rights. When we have all that and all we keep wanting is more and more and more and, and, and it's never enough, it's never enough. I know there's a lot that's outside of our control and it can be very overwhelming at times. It's a very overwhelming world, especially when we now have a spotlight into how it all, what's all going on out there. But there are things that we can control. So let's sip on that. Sip one. It is Thanksgiving coming up in a couple of weeks. We can celebrate what we have and be grateful for what we have. And it really goes back to Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Basic stuff. So grateful I have a roof over my head. I pray every night a prayer of gratitude to God. That I and this is me, that I am so grateful for the roof over my head, the food on the table, clean water, clothes on my back, grateful for the people in my life, grateful that that I'm provided for, and that's all I need. I don't need the next shiny thing. I don't need big fancy cars. I don't need stuff. Stuff is moths and rust, you know. It's it doesn't last. I'm grateful 
for the basic fundamental things that so many people, by the way, even in our own country, don't have. There are kids that don't know where their next meal is coming from. There are people who don't know where they're going to live or don't have a home. And yet we're so caught up in petty rivalries and if I'm allowed to have a tattoo on my arm at work or not. I don't know. I'm sorry. Stuff like that. I'm just like, really, people, come on. Perspective. Sip two. Celebrate freedom of expression and celebrate, especially as leaders, amplify voices. Amplify that every voice matters even when you don't agree with them. And I know that might be hard for some people, but you have to take the emotional part out of something. And you have to, when you want to truly give everybody in your circle, on your team, in your community, a voice, then you have to remove your own emotional opinions out of that and recognize for what it is. I respect you. I respect that you are allowed to have that opinion. You have a God-given natural right to have an opinion, to be who you are, and I respect that. I don't have to agree with it, but I'm still going to be kind to you, and I'm still going to respect that you have that. We need to get back to that, people. It's the way it was when I was growing up so much. People would argue over the holidays. They'd you know, argue about politics or religion or whatever. And it's like, you know, not everybody in my family agreed either. And then it's like, all right, we're done with that. Let's eat some turkey. I don't know why everyone's so emotionally charged and, you know, unfriending people and blocking people and, and angry at people for disagreeing with them. We need, to, we need to amplify everyone's voice. And every voice and every POV matters. Everyone's entitled to their opinion. And finally, sip number three, it's sometimes really hard to see what's going on in the world and just think it's overwhelming, but what can I do? I'm just one person. Well, one person can make a huge difference. So what can we do? Well, first of all, remember first world problems versus real world problems and differentiate between those. And if you get involved for the real world problems, learn, read, Support organizations that you believe in, you know, Feeding America and Second Harvest. If you're you know, passionate about wanting to help people, get, you know, know where their next meal is. There's international um, human trafficking organizations that will help, you know, um, rescue victims and get them started on a new life. I mean, even in Florida, they have a coalition against trafficking that you can join, you can donate to, you can help. Um, I know another organization, World Vision, where you can buy um, handcrafted gifts for Christmas that then go and support families who are, you know, especially women-owned businesses in these countries where they don't really have opportunity and they're not even allowed really to go to school for more than, I think, two years or something in some of these countries. And it's helping support them so they can be on their own two feet. They can be empowered to live a better life for them and their families. Um, there's so many things, you know, just get involved, get involved and, and learn and be a positive voice, amplify positivity and kindness and open the minds of people around you, especially young people and kids to say, look, we still live in a freaking great country. We are very fortunate here. You know, yesterday was Veterans Day and what an opportunity and time to thank veterans thank you people for serving our country 
and all month long it's you know military recognize what military families go through and veterans and supporting them and i think again what those are small gestures but they're meaningful and they mean a lot and every time now you know something else you can do too is just in every moment and every day just be grateful for that moment be grateful for the things that you have for the people in your life for the opportunity to be able to say what you want and not feel confined by lack of freedoms or freedom of expression or freedom of religion or freedom of any of those things that truly are the base of humans um, and such the core of who we are in our humanity. So the next time you're drinking a cup of coffee or tea or whatever your beverage is of choice, just pause for a minute and just be grateful thankful thank you for having a cup of coffee with me for more sips and tips connect with me on social and follow leader sips on facebook twitter instagram and pinterest and don't forget to visit my website carlinholbrook.com until next time keep on brewing